Hello out there. Your host, Mark Anderson, here for Stop the Presses live on the 20th of December, 2023. And uh, much is going on at the border, almost more than a human being can possibly keep track of. I'm expecting to have a guest by phone today. Hopefully it's working out. Um, we're momentarily expecting Wyatt Watson of Texas Lives Matter. And uh, he's also affiliated with the Texas Independence Project. And uh, what is the latest status of that? I'm going to ask the board. Well, apparently the call dropped as to trying to get. Oh, the call had dropped and now Wyatt is evidently back with us. Uh, Wyatt Watson, are you out there? I'm not hearing him on my end. Uh, can you hear me? I can now. Hello. Yeah, you're coming in. I don't know what's going on with this phone. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you're coming in more clearly by the moment. Um, testing one, two, three. How's it going? Uh, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Loudly and clearly. Okay, good deal. I don't know what the... <laughs> problem was with that, but I had about three calls dropped. Well, uh, good afternoon, Wyatt. Thanks for joining me today here on Stop the Presses. I talked to Anson Bills earlier, and Anson is um, in the thick of things, as I understand it, in in between um, Eagle Pass and Del Rio in that area along the Texas southern border. And the mess at the border, Wyatt, and you've been on this show before, and I've written about your experiences uh, scouting the border for uh, private ranch owners who own land along that border uh, over the last couple of years, two, three years. And you've been down in the trenches, and you've been looking at this thing from many different angles. And what I'm hearing from Anson is just in the Eagle Pass area alone in, in what's described as a park, there are some 12,000 people just marooned there. And also a couple other highlights that at the very least, the large uh, facility known as the Laredo checkpoint evidently is closed altogether, uh, as is another checkpoint uh, near Uvalde, somewhere in that area. You can correct me if I get my geography wrong, Wyatt, but I've never known as long as I've been in Texas some 15, 16 years now, I've never known a checkpoint to be closed for even one second. And so uh, bring us up to speed. Uh, you know, why are those checkpoints closed? What are you hearing? And we'll go from there. Well, <clears throat> let me just kind of draw a picture about what's been going on the last three weeks. There's been probably close to 50,000 invaders come across in the last three weeks. This group of 12,000 is not the largest group that's come through. They had 17,000 in one day uh, between Camalo and Eagle Pass. One day. Now, there was 23,000 that week. And I understand that They've been getting barraged constantly this week, 
and you were right about the checkpoints from El Indio to Carrizo Springs, from Uvalde to uh, uh, Nanny, from on Nanny, from Del Rio toward Midland, Odessa. All those checkpoints are shut down. Matter of fact, the El Indio checkpoint, there's not even any visible sign that it ever existed. It's completely dismantled. Uh, what, is, what is the rationale? Quick question. What is the stated reason, even though it may not be the real reason, what is the supposed or stated reason these checkpoints are shut down? Has there, have there been any official announcements as to why? Well, there, there can only be one reason. They're overwhelmed at the border. They're having to pull everybody from inland to the river to process or whatever they're doing. Uh, they don't have any facilities there that can hold that amount of people. So I've seen on some of the videos, aerial and otherwise, that uh, they are loading buses. So all I can tell people is uh, you're going to have new neighbors soon. They're coming to a neighborhood near you. And, you know, we've all sat back. I know that people knew this was going on. They have to. I mean, you get bits and pieces of it. But we have a bad habit in this country of ignoring things that we don't want to deal with. And I think this falls in that category with a lot of people. I'm disappointed mm -hmm. in I'm disappointed in Texans because we should have stopped this in the beginning. Many of us tried but we could never get the numbers because it just didn't affect enough people. Even though we kept saying, hey, believe me, it's going to affect you. It's going to be at your doorstep before you know it. Nobody wanted to listen. And here we are. And if you think it's bad now, wait until this next year. That's when you're gonna. We're all gonna see things that we can't even imagine could ever happen in our state, or much less in this country. And it's just yes. because we set back on our dust. Yeah, way too often about myriad issues. This one being the most up close and personal issue. Uh, one thing, Wyatt, that struck me this morning was. They call him AMLO for short. Uh, that's um, the Mexican president. And he made this yeah. announcement that uh, Greg Abbott, the Texas governor, is a mean, cruel, nasty bad boy for wanting to have a state law that was signed into law, making it a crime to enter the state of Texas illegally. It's a misdemeanor. And that sounds like a, a, a nice little uh, watchdog with a lot of teeth in it. But on the one hand, on one level, the Mexican president is eerily silent, is he not, about why his country wouldn't at least be a little bit interested in what has become people from dozens of countries 
oftentimes, most of the time, practically all of the time, going through Mexico to get to Texas. And you would think that Mexico would be a little bit more than curious as to who these people are, where they're all from, what their intentions are. But no, while he's criticizing Abbott, and Abbott deserves a lot of criticism, maybe in other ways, maybe maybe uh, the Mexican president even has a point, and I'll share his point in a moment, but it seems to me that Mexico is openly and really unabashedly uh, fueling this onslaught, this invasion of America via Texas by not doing what you would think they would do, and that's they would themselves put a stop to it because of the variety of countries that the people are coming from, and if for no other reason than just to keep some reasonable order. But in my opinion, and I know this is unpopular to say, Mexico, like the Biden administration, is waging war, a a demographic war at the very least, against Texas, Uh, facilitated by the Biden administration. In other words, it seems the Mexican and Biden governments are reading from the same globalist handbook. Um, Mexico just lets them go through its country to get here. If, If they wouldn't do that, then this onslaught would be stopped before it ever reached the Rio Grande River. So Mexico really is complicit in an act of demographic war against the United States. And I don't think there's any other way to say it. Well, you have to realize Mexico is a country run by, run by criminals, by cartel criminals. That's the first thing you have to understand. Now, everything that's happening through them to us is making money for the cartels. They're extorting money from everyone that crosses Mexico. Well, they're paying the politicians off. They always have. I mean, this, the problem is Mexico's run by criminals, and so is the United States. And that's the problem. And all of them work together because it's not the people they care about. It's the money. It's the things that make the money. And that that's just the way the world is right now. I mean, and we sit back, we're supposed to be a free nation, and we allow idiots that are running this country to have their way with our constitutional rights and our freedoms, and they're giving away the future of our grandchildren. They're giving away the future of our great-grandchildren. This this is an atrocity to any red-blooded foreign American. And if we look at it any other way, then, you know, frankly, you don't deserve to be here. This is, this is, go ahead. One thing I'll add real quick is we always hear the mantra from the ACLU and its allies and the mass media cartel slash syndicate, that it's always about the mistreatment of the so-called migrants. And what they don't tell you is that the the international and national interests that are involved in this 
the Mexican government and its globalist playbook, reading out of the same playbook as the American national government, they only use the migrants, quote-unquote, for cannon fodder. They don't actually care about them at all. And so the media tries to uh, woo everybody and soothe everybody with this talk about helping the downtrodden. And uh, the Greg Abbott, even though Abbott has been very disingenuous about a lot about this, and we'll get into that a little later, but the local and state officials, citizens like yourself and Anson that are trying to do something, oh, they're just a bunch of bigots and haters. But the real haters, the real exploiters of these migrants, whatever country they might come from, and some of them aren't really true migrants, and a lot of them wouldn't qualify for asylum, but we'll put that aside. Um, it Ultimately, it's stopping the border bleeding, stopping the invasion, and getting these people back to their home countries where they can rebuild. That's the real humane thing to do. The real haters are the na- national uh, globalist-oriented exploiters in the Mexican executive branch and in the U.S. federal executive branch. That is where the real exploitation is taking place. But the media tries to pull the wool over everyone's eyes, as does the ACLU. Oh, you know, Obrador and and Biden just care about these migrants. I mean, you've got to laugh, right? Well, I'm going to tell you, there's only two innocent groups in this whole world right now, as far as I'm concerned. And that's the children that are exploited that are stolen from their families on the other side of the river and used to get across the river, it makes it easier if they have children, and right. how, how they're being exploited. And the other one is the United States veterans. They're the ones that are being exploited over this. Their money that should be used to take care of the veterans the Veterans Administration is being used in hospitals along the border to take care of these people, these invaders, and that's what I'm going to call them because that's what they are. Coming into this country are taken away from the veterans that have fought and died for the freedoms that we all have in this country. And that pisses me off. I'm going to tell you right now, that should not be happening. Veterans should not be being put out of veteran housing so that they can put illegals in them. What's wrong with this country that we that we sit back and we allow that to happen? I don't. I I, I can't understand how we've gotten so weak and and selfish that we don't care about people that depend on us. These people, we don't know these people from across the river, nothing. We have people right here in this country that have worked their whole lives and given to support this country, and and they're being treated like this? There's something really wrong here. And we should all understand right now why our forefathers put the Second Amendment in the Constitution. It wasn't to fight armies from somewhere else. It was to fight a government that was 
promoting tyranny toward the people. And, oh, you know, we, we have got to stand up and, and we've got to do something with this. You can't just sit back and watch it all given away. Too many people have died. Too many people yeah, have fought and died. Yeah, we're, we're going back all the way to <clears throat> before Texas statehood. We're going back to the days of the Alamo. One could almost argue this is the new Alamo, Alamo 2.0. And the thing is, is that the national governments of this world, pretty much all of them, have decided that the nation state itself should not exist. There's really no other ultimate explanation. This is the deliberate breaking down of what's known as nation states, of nations themselves. Uh, you hear it in all sorts of language. Well, the population's dropping in our country, so let's import some more people from another country. Instead of raising the birth rate in their home country, they prefer to keep the abortion industry intact and all the evils therein and simply redistribute people from other countries. Uh, uh, we need more people, so let's bring them in a as if they're just imported goods. Well, that's and what they are to them. Exactly. And so, meanwhile, you got people like yourself and Anson who have been in the trenches who know in your heart of hearts that once it gets this bad, once you have wanderers and nomads who become invaders, whatever their background story might be, whatever their asylum claims might be worth, oftentimes they would never reach that threshold anyway, but the media acts like they're all deserving of it. Ultimately, what has to be done is an outright repulsion. That is a military blockade or outright universal repelling and signs in, in as many languages as you want to print the signs that no more people will be allowed over that border, period. Be because, well, of gonna, the, because of the numbers that you described. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now, if you ask me where we're at right now, we have lost our sovereignty in this country. We've given it up. We have an open border, and it's being opened by the government that's supposed to be working for the people. And we we don't we don't have a border any longer. I mean, we've lost it. it, it it's it's very apparent. I'm, when we you're down the, uh, here, we have the next break coming up, Wyatt. I hear the uh, music coming in. Hold that thought. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, after these messages. Stay tuned here for Stop the Prep. to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats and even when they did it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying 
their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork raised the way nature intended. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Welcome back to the next segment here of Stop the Presses. Your host, Mark Anderson, live with you today. Uh, last time I was live was two weeks ago, and I was heading from Michigan back to Texas, took a pit stop, did the show on the road. Then I skipped a week, did that as a rerun. Now I'm back live, and I'm with Wyatt Watson of Texas Lives Matter. And I believe you're also working with the Texas Independence Project. Is that correct, Wyatt? Well, that's also my project. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Wally McManus and I started that. Uh, actually, Texas Lives Matter, I brought in a little later during the three-year segment. Uh, it's uh, Texas Lives Matter has been going about a little over a year. But uh, Texas Independence Project was our, our start. Everything okay. has branched out of that. Yeah, that's the mothership here. Yeah, that's a great yes. name, CIP, TIP. And we're at the tip of the iceberg here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we don't even realize just how bad it's getting. And, uh, Wyatt, the situation is such where you have to ask questions about 
Texas Governor Greg Abbott. There's a lot of optics. There's a lot of eye, <clears throat> eye candy that you've talked about over the last two to three years that you've been closely monitoring the border, working with those ranch owners, uh, sometimes getting in the trenches yourself, oftentimes dealing with repelling actual um, illegal entrants, illegal invaders, um, up close and personal at times. And uh, over that whole period of time, uh, it's become, unfortunately, and I, I take no joy in saying this, but it's, uh, it's become unfortunately clearer and clearer that Greg Abbott does not have both feet in on this thing. And I'm, I'm being kind when I say that, but one detects the distinct aroma of duplicity here. Well, I'll, I'll just say this. Out of three years, there's one thing that he's done that made any kind of difference at all, and that's the ones that he's bust up to New York and Chicago and Martha's Vineyard and all these kind of places. That, that's, that's good. I mean, I have to take my hat off to him for that because that gives them a little taste of what we're dealing with here. But all these other things, signing this order, signing that order, none of it ever has any teeth. And, you know, it gets to a point and to where it, uh, the talking's got to stop. That border needs to be the Texas border. I don't care what everybody else does, but the Texas border needs to be shut down, completely shut down. And if he needs help doing it, then he needs to call on the citizens to help him do it. This has went on long enough. It, it's a travesty. The worst mistake Texas ever made was allowing the federal government to get one foot in Texas business. And that border, we don't need the federal government to take care of that border. Texas can do it herself. And, yeah, and I'm just, you know, and, and nobody, you know, from somewhere else is going to have the same amount of desire to protect than the citizens that live there. These, these Border Patrol agents, I, I can remember a time when I used to look at a Border Patrol agent in uniform and think, Man, these these guys, they're top-notch, you know, and I thank them for their service. When I look at them now, I see a traitor. And they, they got all kinds of excuses. Yeah, well, I got to take care of my family. I got to do this. I got to, I got to take orders. Well, you know what? That, that, I, 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 could, I could go along with that the first year. But as things progressively have gotten worse, and more and more of them are coming across, and they're just being turned loose into our country, now I, I'm sorry, no, nobody could buy me that cheap. I'll tell you right now, they couldn't buy me that cheap. I've quit jobs for integrity reasons, for less reasons than this, by far. And I'm going to uh, tell you I what. I appreciate your, your candor on that, uh, Wyatt. Uh, I concur. Um, you know, really, 
in something known as the doctrine of the lesser magistrates, when upper or higher magistrates, for example, fail to do their duty, fail to solve a serious problem, or are complicit in evil, it is up to the uh, more localized authorities in conjunction with the people themselves from whom political power is derived anyway. That's where the authority comes from, is the people. Uh, it falls upon them to take the original political power that's theirs anyway. Uh, uh, governments only have that power delegated to them, but if they cannot use that delegated power from the people, then it reverts back to the people to break the code. And we'll cover that more after the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung and I am currently the lead Shiloji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shiloji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilaji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilaji by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilaji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilaji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? 
A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. And welcome to the second half of Stop the Presses today, 20 December 2023. <clears throat> I'm speaking with Wyatt Watson of the Texas Independence Project, Texas Lives Matter. And Wyatt, before the break, and it might have cut me off just slightly there, I was talking about a doctrine that goes back a few hundred years, started by Christian men, doctrine of the lesser magistrates. When the higher magistrate, for example, uh, fails to solve a vexing problem or is complicit or directly involved in evil, it's up to the lesser magistrates, more localized um, avenues of government, or even the citizens, citizens themselves from whom political power is derived anyway. It's up to them to interpose, as it's known, and step into the gap, solve the problem and stop the evil, and resist the edicts, the capricious edicts of the magistrate who is failing uh, to do his or her duty, and many and many times is deliberately engaging in evil or anti-national designs. So this fits that mold. Uh, a man, a pastor that promotes that doctrine, Matt Truella, has um, uh, been interviewed by me, and that interview is going to be coming out early next year at ukcolumn.org, where I'm a regular reporter, ukcolumn.org. But Wyatt, it's it's not as if there's not precedent for this. Uh, you're doing something that Christian men foresaw uh, four or five hundred years ago. Well, I tell you, the, the the thing that we need to realize, especially when it comes to politics, is that we need to peel the wrapper back. We need to know that what we're buying is what is really there. I mean, either a man is a Christian, has integrity, believes in the Constitution, and is willing to stand up for his beliefs, or... He's a puppet that'll bend to anyone's will as long as there's a paycheck. Now, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm I'm going to really be particular about knowing where I put my vote the rest of my life. 
silver tongue devils don't have a chance with me. I'm going to tell you. And until we all get that way, and we put their feet in the fire, and we ask the hard questions before we ever even consider giving them our vote, then we're going to wind up like this every time. We're going we're gonna to be deceived. And it needs, we need to get away from these uh, yuppie bow tie individuals that have a degree that already think they know more than the average person and are better. We need to go back to putting regular people in the politics of this country, the people that have worked for a living and have had the, the struggles of regular people. Because I promise you, if they've been smart enough to make it through life to the point to be elected, they're smart enough to get through the rest of it, and they'll learn what they need to learn along the way. But the main thing is they'll have integrity, and they won't be letting other people tell them what's right or wrong. They'll make their own decision, and they won't take a bribe. And that's, that's, that's the kind of people we need in there. I mean, we, we, we put these people in there, and they're just like they sway in the wind. They don't have deep roots. Yeah, they, they call them weather veins. Yeah, rhinos. I mean, we got we got Democrats in the Republican Party hiding behind the R. I'm telling you. How long are we going to put up with that? I mean, how long? We, we put up with it to the point it's running our country. You don't know who's friend and who's enemy. I mean, how, how can anything good come out of that? Indeed, a, a quick footnote is I've always thought that Alan West leaving the GOP chairmanship of the state of Texas was a huge mistake. Well, I voted, uh, for, I voted for Alan West in the governor's race. Yeah, and I think uh, we'd be ten times better off if he was the governor of the state. Yeah, I agree. He should have figured out a way not to surrender that chairmanship of the GOP of the state, though. Well, you know, I'm I'm sure that he wanted to put all his efforts into what he thought was most important, and that was that was the governorship of this state. I mean, I think he saw what was coming. I mean, what I wouldn't give for a, a military man in the governorship of Texas right now. Yeah, not not another lawyer. Uh, Abbott's just another lawyer. Well, Abbott is a he he he's a global child, is what Abbott is. He's a Bush boy, and I'm telling you, nothing good is going to come out of this. I mean, we're, we're, we are fixing, as a state, 
and as a citizen of the state, going to have to make some hard decisions. It's coming. I'm not going to even go into what they might be, because everybody that has a brain can figure that out for themselves. But we're we're in a terrible shape, and you know. We, we've been boots on the ground on the border for three years. At first, I could see we were really going to make a difference. We were going to turn back enough. It was going to make a difference. But then all of a sudden, the numbers got so great that the problems from behind us got so great that we can't make a difference anymore. And, you know, the, the as, as much as I hate to say it, the border's lost. I mean, that breaks my heart because I had every intention of doing my best to try to stop that. And we did do our best. But now the numbers are so great, the, the Border Patrol, uh, e- even, even Texas law enforcement, DPS, you know, they do not want our help, but it's not because we're not doing anything. It's because they don't want us to see what they're not doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 what I've found from the very beginning, is they don't want us to see and be able to report what they're really doing, because it's never what they say they're doing. And that's what I have against Abbott, as governor. He says so many things, but none of it ever has any teeth. It never goes anywhere. It's just uh, the, the what president. I call, what, I, what I call eye candy. That's all it is. Yeah, and optics. The, people, the president of Mexico um, said, and uh, I, I'm far from being a fan of his. He said that Abbott's trying to make points by having this state law to make it illegal. Uh, you know, where illegals crossing into the state of Texas are committing an actual crime, a misdemeanor. To me, that's a no-brainer that should have been on the law books 40 years ago, even without an invasion. But he's saying that Abbott is doing this to uh, earn brownie points to run as someone's vice president. He did not say who's vice president, but to run as a vice presidential candidate. So therefore, Abbott's motivations, according to these allegations from Mexico's president, uh, the motivation is purely political by Abbott for that state law. Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, all I can say is Abbott thinks a lot of himself because he'll never get my vote. And I think <laughs> anybody that votes for him for anything past this is dumber than dirt. I mean, that's just my opinion. Take it or leave it. Fine, but you know if if this state hasn't figured out by now that he has not done anything 
He's not stopped anything. I mean, what what can be said? I mean, you know, I I just I, I don't know. I still, you know, the state as a state, we're the ones that are on the front lines of this. All these people are traipsing through our country using our resources, using the money for our homeless vets, vets with medical problems, resulting from their service, and and it's being handed out like candy to people that don't have any business here. I mean, they, they don't have any right to be here. I mean, you know, they they don't belong here. They didn't come here legally. They broke laws to get here. We don't owe them anything. But yet, right. everybody talks about how, oh, the poor, the poor immigrants. Well, I'm going to tell you. You need to come down to the border and put some eyes on them. They're not poor immigrants. I'm telling you right now. And the, the biggest majority of them are not even good people. Uh, there is a definite reality check there, absolutely. Uh, to get into some specifics from Anthony Bills with the Texas Independence Project that you're heading up, he, he uh, describes himself as vice president of that independence project. He said, in particular, nine counties, including four border counties, Valverde, Kinney, Maverick, and Webb, is the kind of ground zero or really concentrated area where this mega overload of invaders is taking place right now. And we've got, for the first time in anybody's memory, we've got closed checkpoints and might it not be true, Wyatt, that there's maybe a decoy thing going on there um, by those that are behind, ultimately behind the treachery of breaking down nation states, um, whereby they would convince people to abandon the checkpoints for a strategic reason? Oh, you need it at the border, all hands on deck. But is that really true? I'm just letting the Sherlock Holmes inside of me talk a little bit here. Might that be a decoy of some kind? Well, no matter what it is, it's not serving its purpose, which puts all the citizens in this state at risk. It is not a secure measure for the people of this state. And that that's just it in a nutshell. I mean... If you'll notice, if you'll just step back and just look at the big picture, nothing that's done right now benefits the citizens of this state. Nothing. Not one thing. All of our assets, everything that's used to help the citizens in this state that are in need is being redirected the people that don't belong here. And so, you know, go ahead. 
you know what what you're saying there so many people of these uh invaders wanderers nomads etc so many of them would never qualify for asylum asylum being a very specific designation where in your home country you're a dissident and the government is cracking down on you and your family as an individual uh, you could be a uh, a uh, member of the media trying to expose that government's corruption you could be uh, a citizen and whatnot and you're you're in clear and present danger of being jailed or worse in your home country and you leave for that reason can you imagine how few of the people out there now standing in a field in eagle pass how painfully few would qualify for that i'm going to say round about zero okay and then you go, exactly. you go to play. What's that? I said exactly. I agree 100%. I don't think there's any of them that would qualify. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I don't wish ill on anyone anywhere on this earth, but a, a couple missed meals and a bad crop one year, or, you know, maybe, maybe some low-level persecution or a little bit of rough treatment from some cartel members, does not qualify you for asylum. And if you do want to come here, come here legally. Don't crawl across the Rio Grande River, even though even legal immigration has to have quotas and limitations. Uh, otherwise, immigration itself can become problematic, even in the most undire, even in the most normal of circumstances. But digressing from that, I'm going across the Nuevo Progreso Bridge recently, coming back from Mexico into the States, and that bridge, all across the expanse of that bridge, is um, inhabited by people, many of whom look to be Asian, European, maybe some South American, uh, several countries of origin. None of them look like they had even missed a shower, let alone a meal. Perfectly laundered clothes, bright, clean clothes. Uh, white tennis shoes, bright white, white socks, bright white, not a, not, not a, not a smidgen of dirt on anything. Uh, the women, their hair done nice, their makeup done nice, uh, suitcases and children in tow, and, and not looking like they came from anywhere that had any economic duress whatsoever. And you wonder, why don't they just get a plane ticket or a bus ticket and ride in or fly in if being in the United States is just so important. Why are they going through Mexico like many of those we're seeing in Eagle Pass who are largely of Central American, Mexican, um, Venezuelan descent? What is this all, everybody, all roads lead to America thing? Now, Anson Bills, his view, Wyatt, I want to get yours, was there's apparently legal firms and other non-governmental organizations, NGOs as they're known, that are providing financial incentives for people of any background to get here. And I can't think of anything else, although I think it's still kind of mysterious, but money talks, right? Do you think that makes sense, or is it that, and, the, and then it's also more than that, or is it something different? What's your feeling on that one? Well, I believe that they're all being paid or at least enticed with payment for coming over here. I, I you know, I, it can be one of several people in this global cabal, but 
I believe that to be the case. I believe that many of the ones that are coming here are not even by any means walking here. They're flying to Mexico City or flying right. to another city or bussing in from somewhere. I mean, they're, it, it, it's all an orchestrated coup on this country. And, and, you know, we say, no, that's not even possible. Well, I tell you what, see how many things by the end of next year that you think were not possible. Because you're going to get a shocker like you're not going to believe. And I would say, I would recommend to people to gather up your families. Start getting prepared because when it comes down to it, family's going to be all you can depend on. I'm doing that myself, I guarantee you. And I suggest that to, to anyone in the times that we're in right now. Uh, uh, what word do you use? Gather up, what you said, gather up something. I didn't catch it. Gather up your family. Okay, okay. Yes, and in, the, in, in your community, gather up people that understand what's happening and, and start forming community citizen awareness groups. People that, if, if the community is accosted you can join together and do what you can. Because here's the deal. No law enforcement agency in any county, little, little town, any small community in the state of Texas is going to be able to withstand what's coming. So get together with your sheriffs, with your police chiefs, and and come up with a plan where if things do go south, everybody knows who everybody is and who can be trusted and who can be called on. Because that time is coming. I'm going to tell you, you just mark my words. I, you know, I prayed for three years that a lot of what I thought was coming would not happen. Unfortunately, I'd say that 99.8% of it has happened. Uh, un- and unfortunately, it may already have happened. We just don't see the full brunt of it yet because Texas is a big place and it's kind of spread out. But that doesn't make it any less serious. Now, you've got what Anson was saying is the nine-county area I mentioned, four of which are border counties, Valverde, Kinney, Maverick, and Webb. And I'm sure you could name a couple other. There's the Penal County Sheriff, last name Lamb, L-A-M-B, that says um, migrants have been given gift cards of up to five grand, probably phone cards, maybe even phones themselves. I'm, I'm extrapolating. But this is from the federal government, maybe in, in concert with certain NGOs. 
but you've got that area of Texas that I described, uh, major cities being Camado, uh, Del Rio, Eagle Pass, etc., being the real ground zero of the invasion, worse arguably than anywhere in Arizona, worse arguably than anywhere in New Mexico. California might have some minor exceptions, but it looks to be, this looks to be the biggest invasion arguably in U.S. history, at least in, in the numerical sense, right in that area, uh, just the other side of Laredo, you know, just northwest of Laredo, uh, Laredo eventually being included, because we're hearing that's a very big checkpoint, a very sophisticated one, and even that one is reportedly closed. Uh, and again, it's unprecedented to hear about checkpoints closing. Um, so that tells you that this is way more numerically serious than, say, Pancho Villa's raids back a little over 100 years ago. And there was a very concerted military effort, was there not, during Pancho Villa's raids to turn that back. And even General Pershing, a well-known name, was involved in that, as was the Texas State Guard. Uh, you, do yeah. not see, you do not see a repeating of history. They were serious back then. They are not serious now. No, no, they're not. You're right. You know, it. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm. I'm. Uh, this has been the longest three years of my life. I've aged ten years in three years, and it's all come down to realizing that. And we're winding up the show. Wind up quiet. Okay. If you have any final statement, go right ahead. Well, the border's lost, and it's lost because people over here want it to be lost. And we're stuck with trying to work around that. So the only route that we have to go from here is trying to do take a humanitarian route to lessen the suffering of the children and lessen the suffering of the homeless veterans in this state. And that is our new direction. So, you know, that that's what we're really working on right now. We're restructuring everything. Uh, Anson Bills has been my partner okay well we'll, ha we'll have to leave it at that while uh, Wyatt uh, due to time constraints but yeah hats off to Anson and yourself for these years of um, sometimes thankless efforts but uh, I know a lot of people listening live and on the archive will definitely thank what okay we'll see you later so stay tuned everybody for the next show here at rbn stronger than regular cement thank you youtube 3dbunkers.com and watch the video the creators of 3d bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world and we need to protect our way of life without living in fear Contact Brad at 3dbunkers.com for more details or visit 3dbunkers.com. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.